Hello and welcome again to Variety Bang, the podcast that bangs out content in 15 minutes or less so you can listen at your convenience. I'm your host, Travis B., and welcome to my podcast once again. Uh, today's going to be a two-part subject. Um, we're going to talk about my uh, my personal favorite subject, which is myself. We'll talk about that first. And then we'll talk about uh, a scary story or myth or lore, if you will. Could be real, could be fake. I'm leaning towards fake. Because I have a tendency to do that with you know ghosts and aliens and things until I'm proven otherwise, uh, but that's actually a great segue. Speaking about you know ghosts, and let's talk about me. I am slowly creating my own ghost hunting kit. I already have a voice recorder, and I just purchased a you know, cheap ish like it was seventy dollar a seventy dollar camcorder off of Walmart.com. But it got really good reviews. And like, it's really weird because Walmart, very rarely do people review anything that they buy from Walmart. I know it sounds weird, but like, it could be the best thing on the face of the earth. It might have two reviews. This thing had 490. It was like four and a half stars. So, you know, that's that's a lot of people giving a thumbs up for this. You know, I don't need anything fancy. I don't need super HD quality over the top graphics and such. I, I just want something that I can use to. Uh, my main goal is to go out and use it for um, ghost hunting, ghost detecting, but also I might start doing a couple pod, uh, podcasts. I guess they'd be blogs or video casts or whatever. I might get on YouTube just for the heck of it. You know, I really don't like the way I look, of course, because I'm a big fat guy. But at, that, at the same time, maybe somebody else will like the way I look in the content, and uh, maybe I'll get a small audience like I do with my podcast, which, I, like I said, my podcasts are my number one love. I truly love doing podcasts. It's one of the few hobbies I've had that have lasted this long. I have gone through so many different hobbies, and yet here I am still podcasting, although for a little while at my last job, it was so hard. I had a hard time you know, putting out content once a week where now it's easy because I'm off every weekend. So I, I plan on doing content every weekend and uh, or maybe more if something special happens. So, yes, that is the first thing I want to talk about is getting a ghost hunting kit together. And then the second thing uh, I am doing currently is I bought a food dehydrator off of Amazon, $35 one. It got great reviews. And I am currently in the process about 10 hours in of dehydrating sweet potato chips I mean, they've shrunk down, and they're they're just not. They're they're supposed to crack, and they're not cracking yet. You know, they're supposed to be like a potato chip. And it's me. I'm this dehydrator's still working on it, but I'm starting to think. You know, I thought I sliced these things pretty thin. Maybe I need to go thinner. And I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to share a secret. I'm 47 years old, and I never really knew how good these things worked. I knew what they were, but I never really used one until now. A mandolin slicer. If you're going to be slicing zucchini or really, if you're going to be slicing anything, you know, of decent size, like if you're going to be slicing strawberries, there's no point in using a mandolin for strawberries because, you know, it's a strawberry. But if you're going to be doing a large zucchini or cucumber or sweet potato or regular potato, anything, anything of substantial size, I'm telling you, the mandolin slicer works great and it's sharp. Uh, I got, uh, I spent 18 bucks on mine. You know, they have them a little cheaper, but that seems to be the going rate, 15 and up. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's no frills. It's, it's just meat and potatoes. It's just a mandolin slicer with three different settings. And that thing, I was going, and I didn't realize where my fingers were. I'm like, oh, this thing is great. And I ended up slicing my nail off of one of my hands. Not my fingertips, not my, no blood, but my nail. And that thing cut through it. That's when I said, you know, I really need to pay attention and respect this tool because I'm telling you, it, it's, uh, it's sharp. It's, it's sharper than my wife's tongue. I probably shouldn't say that. I, I love my wife very much. But 
it's really uh, it's really sharp instrument. So if you do get a mandolin slicer for any reason, you know, dehydrating or otherwise, just you know, be careful. It's very be very very careful. I have been blessed that I have never really you know, knock on desk. Uh, I've never really cut myself bad enough that, you know, with a kitchen knife or anything that I needed stitches or, or the emergency room. And I don't want to break that, uh, that record yet. I don't want to go that route yet. So anyway, that's an update on me. Like I said, uh, uh getting a ghost kit together. And of course I will do podcasts when I go out ghost hunting. Something I want to ask you all, maybe you can answer for me is uh, basically it says that, um, like everybody, all these ghost hunting shows you see, they go at night to go ghost hunting and you know of course the main place i really kind of want to go to is the cemetery there's a cemetery right by my veterinary office down the road it's got no walls it's a newer one it doesn't have a lot of tombstones it's got the plaques in the ground but i still just in it but it's large it's substantial i like to walk around there but stupid question does it have to be at night how would the ghosts know if it's day or night like what does it matter to them i don't know i'm gonna research that because I'm going to do, probably do a dry test run in my own house, and I'll do another test run during the day in the cemetery because I really don't want to get arrested for ghost hunting in a cemetery at night, and, and I'm going to have to check more into my local uh, laws and regulations and such. And yet another great segment into part two. Uh, this is a, uh, I call it a scary story or a scary legend. It's one that, that, for whatever reason, just resonates with me very much, and that is the Black Eyed Children. And literally, it's just like it sounds, is their black-eyed children. A uh, little history, black-eyed children started being seen and getting reported uh, approximately 1980. I actually thought it would have been sooner than that, but no, it, it started in the 1980s, and of course, probably started as a legend, and it probably is just a, a, a wives' tale, but you know, I always believe that every legend has a little bit of truth to it. So like I said, it's just like it sounds. Black-eyed kids are just that black-eyed kids between 8, 10, 12 years old. Um, no, not babies, but not adults. And they usually travel in groups. It's rare. You know, they can go by themselves, but usually they're in groups of two. And what they do is, well, let's just paint. Like, let's tell you like this. Here's a story I heard. Um, and I heard this, by the way, off of the uh, web channel, uh, the YouTube channel called Bedtime Stories. That is where I get a lot of my content from. I got to try to remember to give them props. They are great. Uh, artistic style of their videos it's, it's black and white hand drawn i mean it's really they have really a lot of nice stuff and i've got i'm not a paid sponsor i just really love you know their art style and i really love you know he has like a british accent and he's very smooth when he talks you know i really appreciate that and the other place i hear a lot of my stories is mr ballon and if you don't know who mr ballon is well i'm, I'm sorry you've been living under a rock he also has a podcast uh, he does scary true stories sometimes they're just you know stories of horrible fates of people falling out of airplanes and just without their parachutes and stuff like that. And other times it's supernatural stuff. But Mr. Ballin, he, uh, he's probably, those two are neck and neck. They're both my favorite. I will say Mr. Ballin puts out more um, stories than bedtime stories. But bedtime stories also, they have to draw the stuff out. And it's, it's probably a little more of a process, whereas Mr. Ballin just sits in front of a uh, you a channel or a camera, I should say, and just talks. And I, I wish I was as smooth and decent. He's a decent looking guy too. I wish I was as smooth and decent looking as him. Maybe I could, uh, I can maybe make a little money. But he's he does a great job. Both both do bedtime stories and, and Mr. Ballin. That's where I get most of my stuff. But anyway, so dark eyed children. Let me tell you a story I heard about one of them. This lady is driving home, and it's always at night. Again, it seems like all the spooky stuff happens at night. I never once heard of spooky stuff happening during the day. Uh, it's at night and this lady is driving home and she's a little tired, but she's okay. Not pass out tired. She's just, you know, he had a long day and maybe she worked extra shifts. I don't know. 
And she pulls up to a light, and the light is red, and she sits there and, you know, rubs her eyes and just kind of zoning out, and then all of a sudden, she hears a knock on her car window, and there were two children. Uh, one was in a hoodie, I believe. There was a guy that was in a hoodie, and there was a girl who had like a ponytail, and they looked ordinary and average in every way except... Their eyes were pitch black. There's no pupils. It's just black. And uh, the lady was scared, but she rolled down her window just enough to talk to him like a crack. And she says, you know, what, what's what's going on? What do you need? And she goes, lady, can you give us a ride? Um, and she goes, a ride? She goes, yeah, we're lost. Can you give us a ride? And the lady's like, no, I don't know about that. Please, we need a ride. And this was before cell phones. This is like probably in the early 80s. But, you know, you know, honestly, cell phones didn't really get popular to the mid-90s. So. So it was really before cell phones, and she's like, well, where are your parents? Oh, well, we're lost. We don't know where they are. You know, can you can you give us a ride? And she goes, well, I'll tell you what. She goes, how about, you know, you go across the street. There's a house there. Why don't you ask them to use their phones? She goes, no, man, we want to get in your car. Can you give us a ride? And, and everything about it just freaked this lady out. Nothing was really weird they weren't acting menacing or anything but the fact that they had pitch black eyes that you could drown in and just there's troy my buddy troy's here my puppy and uh they had deep uh, black eyes you could drown in and and just they were very adamant about getting in the car they were almost like they wouldn't take no for an answer they never threatened once they never said do it or i'll kill you this or that they're just like lady please can you let us in your car and she kept saying, no, no, no. And of course, for whatever reason, this red light was dragging out. She's just staring at the red light. And even though there is no traffic, I guess she wants to obey the law. She's just sitting there waiting for the light to turn so she can take off. I'm going to tell you right now, if something like that happened to me, I don't care if it's a green light, red light. I don't care if there's traffic. I'm taking off. I'm gone. Bye. See ya. But, uh, and eventually she took off and went home and, and, she did some research back in the day, I guess, you know, went to her local library and found out there was folklore and wives tales about the black guy children, where if you let them in your house or in your home, they basically swallow you, steal your soul and, and take over, take over and bad things happen is what I'm trying to say. So I think the reason that the, the black guy children resonate with me is because again, like, um, the more something is outrageous, the less I believe it. If someone said there was a dragon running down the street, putting catching people on fire, I'd be like, no. I mean, that's like really out there. This is one of those things where you know it's it's almost like you know I can I can imagine that happening because I can imagine it happening to me. I mean, you know, I also heard another story where a lady and her dog. You know, the dog was mellow and everything, but all of a sudden the dog got up and started growling at the door. Then those kids different black eyed children there's more than just one set but still black eyed children knocked on their door and trying to come in and went to the window let us in let us in like they will not come in without being invited you know but they want in and uh she was so freaked out that she um she just told them to go away and was like scared and hid in her bed and she eventually got up and they were gone and she called a friend the friend came over and they she stayed the night and she was just so freaked out because you know it's not it's weird enough having kids knock on your window or on your house door you know during the day it's like well, what do you want but at nighttime like and there's nobody around there's no adults that's that's creepy uh, and they're and the way they, these black eyed kids act very mellow and and just quiet and they're not you know angry and or they're just they're just please let us in ma'am please we need to come in your house we're so cold will you please let us in 
And it's like, what do you mean you're cold? It's Florida. It's like 80 degrees outside. It's just really, you know, very creepy, very creepy stuff. Maybe I, I like this story because I can see myself for and falling for it. I can literally see myself being like, oh, okay, kids, come on in. Because while I, I, I don't really like people that much, I say that a lot. I actually go out of my way to help people a lot. So I can see myself being that person and, you know, being swallowed into the pits of hell for it. That's the thanks I get. Um, so, you know, I just thought that was a, a neat, interesting little story. By all means, do your own research. Black Eyed Children, YouTube's got a lot of videos. And this is another one where I'm thinking, you know, it could be real, it could be false. And I guess that goes back to why I'm starting to do ghost hunting. A, it gives me something to do at night. Even if I just walk down the street, buy houses, and I'm, I'm recording, I don't hear anything, that's fine. But it gives me something to do at night because I'm, I'm, I'm up at night. And I, uh, you know, I, I'm at a point in my life where I'm such a non-believer that I want to see if I can find something out there, almost like I need something to believe in. But before I believe in it, I have to actually experience it. So, you know, and I thought when I was younger that I experienced some kind of paranormal activity at my uh, my grandfather's chicken coop. But honestly, I was a kid. I don't know what I experienced. I mean, maybe that's the part of growing up is you start, stop believing in, in things that could be that you just start believing what is, you know, so I don't know. It sucks. You know, it sucks to lose your sense of your sense of wisdom or not wisdom, your sense of um, wonderment, I should say. It sucks. But, you know, again, part of getting old. So on that note, I hope you enjoy this podcast. Um, if you would like to drop me a, a line and say hi, varietybang at yahoo.com. Again, that's varietybang at yahoo.com. And you can look me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those good sites as well. Until next time, which should be next week, take care and I will talk to you. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Thank you.